opportunity to wish every woman here Happy Mother's Day. Without you, we won't be in this world. In fact, you are the vehicle that carried us into this world. In fact, some of the last words Jesus said was a concern for a mother when he was leaving this world physically. That's John 19, from 25 to 27. Now they stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. It means that the family, they are Marys. So, these three Marys were there, and they followed him, and the mother will always follow a son, sometimes in time of trouble. Most of the time, when there's trouble, you may not see anybody, but when you lift up your eyes and you see a woman around that area by that person, is the mother. Mothers will go through with you in every other situation. And when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, that is John, he said to his mother, Woman, behold, son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold, your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his home. That hour, John became the son of Mary. And Mary became the mother of John. So it does not matter whether you are the one who gave birth to somebody. Motherhood is not only giving birth, but it's a responsibility. Amen. There are two mothers that you can find in the world. Mothers that will kill their children and mothers that would like to save their children. In the Bible, there was a time and there was famine, and one was bold enough to kill her son or her child so that she could survive the famine. It came to the other one, and she said, either I die with the famine and leave my child. Mothers who always put their life on the table for their children, that is the kind of mother I'm talking about. A mother who will sacrifice for her children. So this situation went to the king. That is First King chapter 3, verse 16 to 28. Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one said, oh my lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house. And I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this woman also gave birth. And we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. So she rose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom. 
and laid her dead child in my bosom. That is exchange. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he said, he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed, he was not my son whom I had born. Mothers know their children. So you cannot bring anything and say, this is my child. <laughs> then the other woman said, no, but the living one is my son, and the dead is your son. And the first woman said, no, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. There's now a contention between the two of them. That's, they spoke before the king, and the king said, the one says, this is my son who lives, and your son is a dead one. And the other says, no, but your son is a dead one, and my son is a living one. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. Give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. Women have compassion for their children. And said, oh my lord, give me the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So one says, don't kill, and one says, kill. So the king immediately got to know the mother, because the mother have compassion and will always have compassion and heart for her child. So it was a test of her motherhood. So he tested them, tried them, who is a mother? Because he knows that one of the quality of a mother, one of what is in the mother's heart is compassion for her children. So no mother will sit down for her child to be divided into two. So he got to know that this one belongs to the mother. So one of the things a mother has is compassion. Your mother can give her last for you, for her to go hungry. Mothers play great role. There are sometimes a teacher, sometimes a doctor or a nurse. They play many roles in our life. Yes, while the fathers goes out to go and look for food, they are the ones that train the children. Division of labor. Even though modern world have changed the entire thing, but still, because they have done it for a very long time, we have left their responsibility on them, and they've come to help us in our responsibilities too. In the Bible, we have a good mothers that will always follow their son to the cross. The mothers that will follow the people to where they even buried Jesus. The men didn't go. It is the women who knew where Jesus was buried. The men scattered and ran away. Except John, who had connection in the place. You know, when they have connection in a group where the political power, it doesn't matter, you can mix up with them. He managed to follow. The rest scattered, including the one who talked loud. But the women followed. And those who cried for Jesus was not the men. 
He said, daughters of Jerusalem, don't cry for me. Cry for your sons and yourself. If I'm going to fall now, in fact, it's the women who scream. Well, we've equated that not to be emotional, you are a man. When somebody is becoming emotional, say, I don't know your back. So things that we have to show emotions to help us to solve the problem, we don't do it. So we need women to be in this world, to make this world a better world. We need mothers in this world to turn this world to be what God wants it to be. And as they played a good motherly role, we have a duty towards them. The Bible says that honor them. We need to honor our mothers. You have to honor your mother, honor your mother-in-law. Somebody's shaking their head. <laughs> but your mothers, where did you add mother? She's your mother-in-law. You're married to her daughter or her son. So you cannot love this fruit and hate the tree because they have invested in that person from the childhood when you were sleeping, you were doing nothing about it. Then you come and you want to reap. When you are reaping to the, the tree, you say, <laughs> the tree is bad. Find a way of relating to the tree. So this part of our world, what is our problem is the in-laws. But they try to intrude into our privacy. Isn't it? But have you asked yourself, why are they trying to intrude into our privacy? So let's find a way it's not to fight them. If you fight them, your marriage will be terrible. When we are married, I say, you marry, know the woman. Sometimes they are very close. If you marry a woman who is close to their mother, every week she will come to the house. Because that is her friend, her everything. You've taken that friend away. Who do you want her to fellowship with? So, we need to honor them. No matter how troublesome they seem to be, let's learn how to do what? Honor our mothers. The Bible says that honor your mother and your father. Show that it will be what? If you want things to be well with you, this is the key. I can't see a pastor who is married to a woman fighting with their in-law. What are you going to preach? <laughs> my in-law used to be like my mother. In fact, she even gets closer to us than her own children. When we are traveling, she's my radio. She can 
keep you in company while they are all sleeping and take you to Kintampo and take you back. And she, all experienced stories, she will see it and they never get finished. <laughs> so let's honor them. Honor your mother. That is the only law that has a promise attached to it. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with what? With promise. The commandment has a promise attached to it. So as you obey that commandment, you receive a promise. What is the promise there? The promise is that honor your mother and your father that your days may be what? Long. How many want long days? Long days does not come by fasting. It comes by honoring your mother and your father. So that your days should be long. They will help you. They have gone somewhere you haven't gone before. They are done dangerous trap on the path, which they know which you don't know. So they can help you avoid all those traps, things that shorten their life. They would like you to go through the same thing so that your life will become short. So they give all their experience to you, the bad one and the good ones, so that you will know how to order your path to live long. Not only living long, so that it will be well with you. The reason why the world is going that way is because we have removed this. The love for mothers, the honor for mothers and parents, and have computerized it. I think the church should go back. I know, don't say, Pastor, you don't know. I know they're difficult mothers. And they're not difficult. They're difficult because anytime something is difficult, because the reason is that you don't understand it. Now, some of you are very good mathematicians. When we put a calculus, when they put it there, there are some people, it's very easy. You put it before you realize, and he's working, and you, don't, you have no clue. Yeah, this is difficult. And he think that it's not difficult. It's just understanding how to solve a problem. Once you understand how to solve something, it's no longer difficult. So if you have a difficult mother-in-law, you have a course. Go and learn. Go and <laughs> study about that mother-in-law so that you'll be able to work it. Amen. Amen. Be obedient to them and also protect them. At a certain age, they need to be protected. That was why Jesus gave her mother to a responsible person called John. And I said, John took Mary into her house, gave her a protection, gave her a place to live and live with her to the end. Motherhood don't end. You hold them until they die. 
even in their dead bed, be close to them. See them off well. Let them be happy that you are by them. Don't go and throw her away somewhere and say, oh, she spent all her age. Let her die. That is the time she needs your companion. If she fed you and carried you when you were young, you should carry her when you are old. Once you do that, even your own children will be studying that this is how a mother should be treated. So when it is your turn, and it will surely come to your turn, you will also reap what you have sown, and that time you'll be smiling. We have to also provide for our mothers provision. A certain age, look, don't say I don't have money. Provide for your mother. Some of us, we are even shy to call our mothers or to bring our mothers into public. Meanwhile, she sacrificed her education and took you to school. When you finish and now you can speak proper English, you are afraid to take that woman into public to go and speak her village English. Be proud of your mother. No matter how she looks like, she could be a sick person. Look, be proud of her. That is the only mother you have. When everybody is afraid, people don't want to go close to her. Tell her, if the world rejects you, I will accept you. But if the world rejects a son, a mother will never reject that son. And from here, go and buy whatever she likes. Buy what she will appreciate. Whatever you want to do for anyone, find out what the person likes. Even God, you don't give him anything. He gives his specification. This is what I like, and this is how you must do it. It is when you do that, then you please him. Cain went there and said, God, can I give you yam, cassava, fufu, and this. God said, it's not yam, cassava I like. I want blood animal. It should be killed. But he thinks that, look, yam is good for me. So it's not what is good for you all the time that you must present to. Say, oh, my mother, when I give her something, she doesn't appreciate it. Then go and study. Go and learn from her what will she appreciate. Then whatever she will appreciate, carry it. I'm going to say, Mama, happy Mother's Day. Women have suffered. Even getting pregnant for nine months. The way she, they will feel. The danger in giving birth to you, especially if you're in Africa here, where the death rate is high. You could have killed your mother. She put her life at stake for you. Once we look at all this, we we'll appreciate motherhood. She spent all the time, night. I said, one of my sons, as if there's a clock in his stomach. Every one hour, he will get up and cry and eat. He eat hourly. 
And her food is with the mother. And the mother cannot sleep and feed her. Some men even move from the bedroom to go and sleep where they can have their peace. And this woman will get up, move, and make sure you are fed. If you are sick, they make sure they take care of you. They carry you, take you to the hospital. When you are sick, they are sitting by you. Oh, you didn't see. If she's a witch, and she didn't kill you by that time, why, after going through all this struggle, then when you are grown up, rather, you want to kill you? So from here, I want all of us, if you have a mother, there should be a mother figure in your life. When there's a mother figure, there is what I call a balance in the society. Where there's no mother figure, there's wickedness. That society will not carry the compassion. So they don't care whether to kill you or not. They don't care if they have to kill you to get a phone. But they have no compassion. But if the mother had her compassion, and you see something happen, you want to go and help. But women by nature always want to help. That's why they are help needs. So today, I want to encourage all of us, advise all of us. It's a very happy day, a great day. At least if you can give anything, go to your mother, go and hug your mother. You know, the reason why they scream at you is because they want you to be well, to do well. My mother was, ha, we, we fear her. What did you we scream, scream, scream up and down? I said, hey. <laughs> Very strict. But she's the one who really wants us to live well. If we like, go and steal fish from a soup. She will teach you not to steal again so that you won't go to prison in future. To mothers, I congratulate you. Aiko. Don't feel bad if you haven't given birth. In fact, children are only I call them temporal visitors. They come and pass for us to do our duty, for them to be able to stand on their own. How many of you who are old, the moment the children get to secondary school, all your big house, many rooms, becomes empty. They go and spend most of the days at the school, come back. When they go to university, when they come, they go and find some job, and they are gone. Once they come and say, hello, how are you? Some of them come once a year. Some of them come twice a year. Some of them, those who are very good, like uh, they come uh, maybe quarterly. We are living alone. Thank God for the telephone. And when you call, when they finish, the marry finish, 
You even call them. Oh, Baba, oh, Mama, Mama, but your, my husband, my name is Mkomobi. Good. <laughs> Mothers, I salute you. And on behalf of the entire church, I salute every woman who is a mother, who will be a potential mother. Whether you are married or you, don't, you are not married, you, you, are, you have the motherhood in you. So I salute you. God bless you all. Amen. <laughs>